0: You're listening to the Pilot Photog Podcast. I'm your host, Juan, also known as Tog. Let's listen to the story of the world's most popular fighter, the F-16. The F-16 is a single-engine, multi-role, supersonic fighter aircraft, originally developed for the United States Air Force. While initially designed as an air superiority day fighter, It has evolved into a successful all-weather multi-role aircraft. Since production began in 1976, over 4,600 aircraft have been built with about 3,000 operational examples serving in 25 countries today. Although new examples are no longer being purchased by the U.S. Air Force, improved versions are being built for export customers. With the U.S. Air Force still operating about 800, the F-16's notable features include a side-mounted control stick to ease control while maneuvering, a blended wing body, a frameless bubble canopy for better visibility, and an ejection seat reclined 30 degrees to reduce the effect of G-forces on the pilot. The F-16 has a thrust-to-weight ratio greater than 1, providing substantial power to climb and vertical acceleration, meaning the F-16 can actually accelerate while going straight up. The F-16 was also the first aircraft to implement a relaxed stability design along with a fly-by-wire flight control system. This intentional instability helps make the F-16 a truly nimble aircraft, and upon its introduction, the F-16 could perform maneuvers that were unattainable by earlier fighters. Here are some key specifications for the F-16. Length 49.3 feet Height 16.7 feet Wingspan 31 feet, which is actually shorter than the wings of a Cessna 172. Empty weight, 20,300 pounds. Maximum takeoff weight, 48,000 pounds. The F-16 is powered by one Pratt & Whitney F-100 engine, which generates 29,000 pounds of thrust with afterburner. As far as speed, the F-16 can fly at 1,500 miles an hour or Mach 2+. The F-16 has a design load factor of 9 Gs with a service life of 8,000 hours. When it comes to armament, the F-16 has an internal 20mm M61 Vulcan cannon, which is capable of firing 6,000 rounds a minute and is effective for both air and ground targets. Additionally, the F-16 has 9 hardpoints for mounting various weapons or equipment, 6 under the wings, 2 on the wingtips, and 1 under the fuselage. These hardpoints can accept an impressive mixture of air-to-air and air-to-ground munitions, making the F-16 lethal and versatile. Typical loadouts include heat-seeking AIM-9 Sidewinder missiles, beyond-visual-range AIM-120 AMRAMs for air-to-air missions, and a mixture of bombs and external fuel tanks. And while the F-16 is a highly maneuverable, well-armed airplane, in the modern battlefield you need to have the best sensors to detect targets and threats alike. Initially, the F-16 was equipped with the Westinghouse AN-APG-66 fire control radar, which was designed to be small enough to fit into the F-16's comparatively small nose. Over the years, there have been several iterations of the radar system, with the latest version being the Northrop Grumman APG-83 radar. The APG-83 system uses the technology known as Actively Electronically Scanned Array, or AESA. This provides the F-16 with greater flexibility in all-weather targeting. This system also gives the F-16 fifth-generation radar capability, since the APG-83 uses hardware and software common to both the F-22 and F-35 fighters. The origins of the F-16 go all the way back to the Vietnam War. That conflict revealed both the need for better pilot training along with improved air superiority fighters. Colonel John Boyd and mathematician Thomas Christie Developed a theory known as energy maneuverability, which quantified an aircraft's performance. This theory allowed designers to predict aircraft capabilities and design trade offs. In the late 1960s, Boyd assembled a group of like minded military and civilian thought leaders, and this new group became known as the Fighter Mafia. This Fighter Mafia group initiated a technology evaluation program, which later became known as the Lightweight Fighter Program, or LWF. Basically, up until this point, Air Force fighters have been getting bigger, heavier, and more expensive. Case in point was the F-15, which was being developed at this time. And while the F-15 was and is a great airplane, the Air Force could just not afford to equip all its squadrons with F-15s. Additionally, NATO allies such as Belgium, Denmark, and Norway were looking to replace their aging F-104s. Enter the LWF. The LWF proposed an inexpensive, lightweight aircraft that could maneuver with minimum possible energy loss, along with an increased thrust-to-weight ratio. Recognizing the need for a less expensive fighter to fill the ranks, the Air Force explored the advanced state fighter concept, which fit the LWF goals perfectly. And to settle any concerns that the ADF program would take funds away from the F-15, then-Secretary of Defense Schlesinger made it clear that any ADF orders would be in addition to the F-15. The requirements for the ADF were a 20,000-pound aircraft that could operate at speeds of Mach 0.6 to 1.6 and altitudes of thirty to 40,000 feet. Five manufacturers submitted designs, with the competition being narrowed down to two finalists, the General Dynamics YF-16 and the Northrop YF-17. The two prototypes would compete in fly competitions starting in 1974, which tested various aspects of performance against one another. After intense competition, the YF-16 was chosen by the Air Force. This decision was based on the fact that the YF-16 had superior climb rates, acceleration, endurance, and turn rates. Additionally, the YF-16 used a Pratt & Whitney F-100 engine, the same engine found on the F-15. This would help further reduce costs for both the F-15 and F-16. The YF-17 did go on to become the F-18 and will be the subject of an upcoming podcast episode. Meanwhile, the F-16 was designed for 9G maneuvers on full internal fuel, and as the aircraft evolved from just a day air-to-air fighter to a true multi-role aircraft, this proved extremely useful. Through a series of acquisitions and mergers, the F-16 today is produced by Lockheed Martin. Most F-16s were built in Fort Worth, Texas, with production recently being moved to Greenville, South Carolina, in order to make room for the new F-35s which are being built. Today, there are numerous countries that operate the F-16. For the United States, the F-16 serves in the Air Force, National Guard, Air Reserve Command, the Air Force Demonstration Team, also known as the Thunderbirds, and even in the U.S. Navy as an adversary or aggressor aircraft. Internationally, the F-16 serves in the air forces of 25 nations, making it a truly global fighter that can operate in any environment. Usually, the Air Force and its pilots will use an official nickname for an airplane such as the F-15 Eagle. But the F-16 actually goes by two and some say even three nicknames. So, how did this happen? Back in 1976, the Air Force held a name-the-plane contest for the F-16. After many entries and four years later the F-16 was officially designated the Fighting Falcon by the Air Force. The unveiling of the name took place at a ceremony in Utah's Hill Air Force Base. The pilots, however, had already given the F-16 their own nickname. Hill Air Force Base was the first to operate F-16s, and one of the proposed names was Viper. As to how the pilots came up with Viper, Lieutenant Colonel Pat Gums McAdoo recalls it best. Quote, at the end of the runway, the F-16 did resemble a cobra or something as it approached you. However, I think Northrop had already taken that name for the YF-17. We all voted, and Viper came in really high. Seems it was a series on TV that had colonial Vipers flying off of the Battlestar Galactica. In any case, the generals didn't want a plane named after some snake, end quote. Even after the Fighting Falcon name became official, pilots and crews who worked on the plane continued to refer to the F-16 as Viper. In fact, The award for excellent airmanship in the F-16 is named in memory of Joe Bill Dryden and is called the Sempre Viper. And finally, the F-16 does have one other nickname, although it is not in widespread use today as when the airplane was first introduced. Since the F-16 was the first aircraft to rely entirely on sending electrical signals to relay flight commands, it soon became known as the Electric Jet. So, which is it? Fighting Falcon, Viper, or Electric Jet? It really depends on who you talk to, but today most people refer to the F-16 as the Viper, especially those who fly or work on it. When the F-16 was first introduced, it served as the first response frontline fighter during the Cold War. Following the collapse of the Soviet Union, the Air Force, National Guard, and Air Force Reserve flew the F-16 during Operation Desert Storm in 1991 and also in the Balkans throughout the late 1990s. F-16s have also patrolled the no-fly zones in Iraq, along with serving during the wars in Afghanistan, Operation Enduring Freedom, which began in 2001, and in Iraq, Operation Iraqi Freedom, which began in 2003. F-16s also took part in the intervention in Libya in 2011. It's amazing to think that with its already storied history, the F-16 may only just be getting started. Since there are still F-16s in production today, and with structural along with capability upgrades in progress, the F-16 can operate to 2070 and beyond, giving it potentially a 100-year operational lifespan. With its multi-mission capability, proven combat record, and relatively inexpensive operating costs, some people argue the F-16 is the best all-around airplane in the Air Force today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. You can also check out my YouTube channel, just search Pilot Photog, all one word. And lastly, you can find me in any social media platform at Pilot Photog. Be well, stay safe, and see you next time.